right. I'm already planning <laughs> on cutting all this out. Okay. <laughs> or okay. this will be the main part of it. We'll see. All right. <laughs> right, right. Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music episode 119, the unencrypted episode. This week, very happy to have Koya on the podcast. Koya is a singer-songwriter based out of Greensboro, North Carolina. He's had a couple of albums out, starting with The Friction on April of 2013. He's also toured the East Coast, and he's got a lot of new videos out on his Facebook and Instagram page, so I want to make sure you check those out. Just look for the sites in the show notes or also on the social media pages. You'll see. Or even better, go to koyamusic.com. That's C-O-I-A music.com for all that kind of information and links to his music and all that stuff. We had a really good time talking. I, I did. I think he did. We'll see. Uh, if you, if he, Will you ask him and see what he says? But I'm pretty sure he did. We had a pretty good time talking and uh, about his music and everything else and i think you're gonna really enjoy his music which you're gonna hear right now here is koya feels like i'm never gonna see the world alive inside of me all the things i've seen in scenes Feels like I'm never gonna find my shot at stealing the night. Feels like I'm always stuck inside. But still, I'm always gonna try. And now I'm caught up in a dream. And I've never seen the light this bright before. I'm chasing my story.
So Chasing is one of uh, one of my favorite songs that I get to that I get to play that I got to record um, because it holds really near and dear to my heart for what it's about, the subject of the song. Um, So I wrote Chasing uh, on the topic of for me, uh, I knew or I've known what I've wanted to do uh, kind of my whole life as I grew up Uh, as a kid. You know, you hear all the time people praising you and, and loving on you because you know what you want to do. They love that. Right. Um, including me and my daughter, I mean, I do the same thing to her about stuff. Um, and, uh, but for me playing music or knowing I wanted to do music for, for a living, um, when I was in high school, you know, freshman in high school, um, it was really a death sentence for me because nothing, I knew nothing else would make me happier. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would much rather have, found out when I was young, I wanted to be a mechanic or something. I don't know. <laughs> Cause then, you know, it wouldn't have been so hard. Um, and, uh, I chasing is about really, it's kind of in the title of this, in the song chasing after that dream, knowing, uh, you're not giving up for anything. And, uh, and that's what your heart desire is, is, uh, is to run after that goal, run after that dream that you have. So that's mm-hmm. what that song is about. Can you tell me just a little bit about, the EP itself, was it all recorded kind of all at one time or one song here, one song there sort of thing? So uh, the album was, for the most part, recorded uh, all at once. Um, I recorded the whole thing myself and then sent it to a friend of mine, Brooks Pascal, uh, who added some instruments and produced it himself. Um, and he is great, uh, but it was cool because... And by the way, when I say not to just leave a, a gem on the floor there, as he's, I say he's great because uh, he's great. he really, yeah, <laughs> right. He really is spinning gold out of nonsense. I mean, I'm, I give him, you know, just recorded instruments and of what I think the song I'd like it to sound like. And he is really producing and turning it into some really great stuff. Um, but, but back to your, go ahead, what were you going to say? Oh, does he have a, um, does he have a recording studio? He does. He owns Mockingbird Studios. Yeah. In Tyler, Texas. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I guess going back to your question. So I, uh, recorded, I knew I went into the recording process knowing that, uh, I had five songs I wanted to do on the EP. Um, and as I got around to the third or fourth song, uh, I was getting ready to record the fifth one and I realized, or I just felt like it just wasn't good enough. Uh, and uh, I I was actually in my office and started writing a song and it just came out naturally, which was uh, Till the Stars Come Down. Um, 
And it just, I mean, I wrote the song in about maybe 20 minutes, uh, came out naturally and every part of the song just really flowed. Uh, and I was really blessed to be a part of that and be in the room for that. Uh, and then that was the album. Yeah. Once I had that fifth song, that's kind of how it got completed.
man, feel for you has been a struggle since day one. Uh, I, I think it's one of the more mature songs uh, I have, have I've written, uh, but still to this day, even from the process, from the producing side of it, uh, when I gave it to Brooks, um, what I gave to him was very different than what he gave back to me. Uh, and I love that. And even working with him and figuring out uh, maybe we should push these instruments to the forefront. Maybe we should change this bridge or whatnot. Um, he helped me to really pull the best out of that song. But still to this day, I am very self-conscious about that song. Um, I, I'm always afraid. I mean, I think I think anyone who writes music is afraid that someone else isn't going to like it. But yeah. I very much am self. Whenever I play that song, I think I'm always looking for uh, the the what's it called? The acknowledgement or whatever in the crowd right. or someone going, no, it's OK. It's OK. Yeah. It's a good song. We're, um, we like it. Don't worry. <laughs> the validation, I guess. There it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, that validation yeah. <laughs> validation piece. And I do think it's one of my better songs, but it's very ironic that uh I think it's one of my better songs and I think it's also a song I think a lot of people would dislike. So it's hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, interesting. What yeah. what makes you say that? That's an interesting take on it. Because I think it's um I think it's a lot less pop and maybe you know maybe I'm wrong. Um I feel Songs are for me are a lot more about feeling. I feel like that song is a lot less pop than mm. the other songs on my album are. Yeah. And um, it's a lot less alternative as well. And I would put myself in the bracket of like alternative pop music. Mm. Uh, and so without the alternative and without the pop, it leaves me very bare and insecure. Um, but I do remember writing that song uh while my daughter was a year and a half and it was i do remember that struggle of feel of i was babysitting her while watching her at the time uh-huh. and trying to write a song while trying to watch my daughter at the same time uh but i think it, i think it it birthed something no pun intended good <laughs> what instruments do you play are you playing on the uh both on the ep and just in general so uh i play Everything I play, uh, I'm playing on the EP, uh, which is mainly just piano, electric and acoustic guitar and vocals. Mm -hmm. Um, There is some bass that I do, but I don't do any of the bass on the EP. Um, I can play as I can play bass as good as uh, a guitar player can play bass, basically. (laughs) So I wouldn't ask me to play a show for somebody. (laughs) That's uh, that's an unusual attitude because most uh, I would say I don't know most uh, I'd say majority of guitarists think they can play bass because they can play guitar. (laughs) Because you're thinking, well, I've got these top four strings and you've got four strings. You know, what's the difference? Right, right, right. I mean, I don't share. I would, right. (laughs) I would like serve at a church or I would help someone out. I don't know that I would ever uh, accept, don't put me on my feet to the fire on this. I don't know that I would ever accept a a check in return for my big services (laughs) at all. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. If you could see me. Day 
just carries on Every verse is like a song Every moment says I'm on my own How could a man come from these bones? How could a fear be made so known? How could a wrong be buried down and not shown? goodness pull me up other than till the stars come down is my favorite song on that on that ep um i wrote that song first a very long time ago and it was intended to be the lyrics were changed to be a worship song um and i felt like i had more to say on the song or the song just didn't live up and say enough and express enough uh through my version of it being a worship song and so I, I changed it and um, gosh, I just, I love that song. Um, I don't really feel like it came out the best on the album, um, but I still love it so much. And it's, and it's my favorite song hands down to play live right now um, of my original songs. Um, it is, I, I try not to talk too much about what songs are about just because I, I love that a song kind of becomes uh, someone else's identity when they hear it and 
you know, the glue that becomes what they are sticking to is, is their own personal experience with Mm -hmm. that song. Um, and I like that. I don't want to steal that away from anybody. So I want to be careful, but, um, for, for, but pull me up vaguely, uh, from a 5,000 feet distance, foot distance is, uh, is about, I'll say it's about struggling with being yourself and facing your inner demons um, and the crosses that we tend to care carry uh, in this life. Um, and uh, just to struggle with trying to be yourself in a world that doesn't cater and motivate you to be yourself. Tell me a little bit about your, uh, just the, your band, your musical experience, kind of like how you got into music. Tell me a little bit about your musical sure. background. There we go. Yeah. So that wasn't I, uh, like, no, <laughs> no worries. Um, so I grew up uh, playing music in church and youth groups a lot. And as I was becoming a Christian as around the same time that I was learning how to play in bands and play with other people. And I started leading worship at a youth group. And then I started leading worship at a church at big church services And all throughout that time, I was joining bands, starting up bands, learning music on my own. Um, I learned how to play guitar um, to, no joke, uh, playing electric guitar to Blink-182's, oh my gosh, why can't I, and Enema of the State, sorry. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, take off your pants, but that's not there. Um, So uh, I learned guitar to Blink-182's Enema of the State. And um, yeah, I just, I loved melodies growing up and uh so i got into bands and we you know as you do in a band you play cover songs the songs you love over and over again and um and yeah i just was leading worship being in bands so much in my life that uh it was just a a a pretty clear trajectory for me of where i knew i wanted to go which was to do music full-time and uh and just to how I just knew I had to figure out real quick from a young age, uh, how do I do music full time for a living? What do I do so I can do it? Um, And I I think, man, the coolest for me, the coolest, coolest, coolest thing about growing up and doing music when you're a kid is that you don't overthink every aspect of music. Um, You don't think about for the most part, you know, it wasn't until I got into college, I started to think about how do I do this for a living? Um, with money and money got involved. When you're a kid, all you think about is I love this melody or I love this this aspect of music, whether it's playing something on a guitar, singing a chorus, playing a bass line, the way a distortion sounds. Um, I I lo- you, you 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 gravitate to those things. You you get glued to those things, and those are the hands that carry you through learning music and learning how to be a musician. And I love that. I love that so much. I try my best as much as possible to go back mentally to those times um, because those are the times you don't, you don't, you're not practicing, right? Uh, yeah. You're, you're, you're in love. Right. It's just the act of being in love. Uh, and so, yes, yeah, so I love that. Um, there's a song by Blink-182 called Wendy Clear. And uh, the chorus of it on that song, Enema of the State, the chorus of it, the, and I could play with a na 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 na, and there's just a soft like guitar in the background. That to me, that and the 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 guitar progression of Crash from Dave Matthews Band. Oh yeah, that was oh that is learning music for me. Oh yeah. my goodness, that is that 
Crash is such a, I mean, I, I, it's hard to say because it's such a popular song that it's underrated, but it really just musically, mm. it is such a complex song based on a, um, based on kind of a droning riff, but a fairly complex droning riff, you know? Um, and it has yes. the, uh, has a little bit of a chord change, but also kind of stays in the same area. Uh, but then so much happens yeah. around it. It's, it's just very impressive. I agree completely. I feel like that song would make for a really great hot take, but I can't mm-hmm. figure out what the hot take would be quite yet. Oh, so yeah. I'm getting yeah. there. Yeah. Maybe but like I agree a, with you. A marching band version of it would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah, yeah. If it didn't change chords on the chorus, I would be curious to know if that would be one of the few songs, like how many other songs out there stay on the same chord progression, the entire song. So probably a lot. Do you have a musical impression that you do? (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't have too many musical impressions. Uh, I I don't, I don't, I mean, I could, I could do like a, like a little Casey Kasem. Like, I, uh, (laughs) that was not bad. Uh, I wonder do, if I could. Do, what's his? Um, <laughs> can you do his? Uh, what's his saying? He has. Um, uh, like, uh, keep your feet on the ground, but keep reaching for the stars. I, I had no clue. Oh I yeah, had yeah, no clue. That All was right. his thing. Try that. So it's like, See if I could do like a. Keep your feet on the ground, but keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> but in your case, case. Uh, <laughs> what? It's like a. <laughs> Keep your feet on the ground and keep your wait. wait. Um, <laughs> keep your keep feet, your feet on the ground, on the ground but keep reaching for the stars. stars. Yeah. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. This is Casey Kasem. <laughs> that was really good. Now Casey Kasem did. Um, he was the voice of Shaggy from Scooby Doo. So, so can you do yes. Shaggy too? Yeah. Oh, okay. I figured. Yeah. All right, let's never. No, no, I mean, I probably. <laughs> He's not musical. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't count. It's like Christopher Walken, you know, like, like, yeah. like anyone would be like, wow, please, wow. Like, it, oh, but that's, that's what you know. Right. And, uh, or like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Do you have a, uh, like a brief musical lesson or a musical advice for people? Not musical advice, like you sing the advice, but advice about music. Or if you want to sing some advice, either. Sure. Yeah. Right. That's <laughs> um, weird because I actually prepared musical advice and not advice about music. So. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I actually was thinking about this the other day. Um, the biggest two things. So there's someone asked me this in an interview the other day. Uh, what advice would I give myself when I was younger? And so that would be. Don't worry so much about where you want to be in the future, where you want to see yourself in the future musically. Um, just enjoy right now. But specifically musically, uh, I think any advice I would I would give to someone else playing an instrument is the same advice people have given to me that have always held true, which is spend time with your instrument. Fall in love with spending time with your instrument and just love that. Enjoy that. Cause that's, no, no, that's bigger than any monetary price tag. That's bigger than anything else that's going to come your way, whether that's fame or success. And, um, you know, when the rest of the band is gone, mm-hmm. when those guys are, are not in the room anymore, uh, that's one of the only things that'll still be with you is your instrument. So more from Koya in just a few moments, uh, did forget to mention that his latest release is called chasing 
Uh, that's Chasing. It's available on Spotify and for download. Again, just go to his website, which is koyamusic.com. That's C-O-I-A music.com for all that information. Also, you can join his newsletter. You can contact him. You can uh, check out some of his videos as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's available all over the place. Even some places that don't have podcasts, you can still get the podcast, honestly. Or you can visit WNCOriginalMusic.com. There's links there to follow the podcast and subscribe to the podcast. And also you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram for extras and videos and uh, occasional nonsense uh, related to the podcast. Some not related to the podcast. Live shows are really starting up. Uh, make sure to go and support your local musicians. Still be safe, but um, go out and see who you can, when you can, how you can. I'm hoping that'll catch on. Kind of like the see something, say something thing. Hey, this is Jesse from the Pinkerton Raid, and you're listening to WNC Original Music. Now we're going to play a uh, quiz. This is for, you can win either a CD, a t-shirt, or a painting from Matt Walsh. Okay, so he's going to donate something if you win this contest. It's a real contest. I'm not going to help you win it. And uh, the guy who, I'm actually using the same one from last week because the guy didn't win it and it hasn't aired yet. So um, uh, here we go. All right, so you have to guess who wrote these you have to guess who wrote four out of five of these songs. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to not give you band came out with right. Right, right. It's who actually wrote okay. the song. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and um, you have to get uh four out of five, and uh, I'm going to give you. It'll be multiple choice. I'll give you um three choices. All right. Starting off with the easy one. I will always love you by Whitney Houston. And the choices are. Do you know already who wrote it? I think so. Okay. Emmy Lou Harris, Dolly Parton, Glenn Fry. Dolly Parton. Correct. All right. That's <laughs> one. All right. Uh, it's Raining Men. Do you know that song? I do. Yeah. It's rain- okay. Your choices are <laughs> Paul Schaefer, the Thompson Twins, Cole Porter. I really want to say Paul Schaefer, but I don't think that's my final answer. Okay. Cole Porter. That's my final answer. Oh, it was Paul Schaefer. Ah! Oh, oh I should have stuck with it. I know, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do I get to know what the other questions were at least? Oh, well, you still have uh, three chances. You have to get four out of five. Oh, great. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So okay. You're, you're still in it. You're still in it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and we'll play for, even if you miss one, we'll play just to, to see what you know. <laughs> Man, I should I should think of a um, a second place prize. It's like kind of terrible, you know. If you get just one, yeah, you get. Uh, I'm really bummed that I that I didn't say Phil Schaefer. Man, um, Pink's Pink's get the party started. And uh, do you know that song? Um, I do. Coming out, so yeah, yeah. That's a that song's not hit because I know it. Um, I'll tell you the person's name. The person's name is Linda Perry. But what band was she in? She's Linda Perry of The Go-Go's, Four Non-Blondes, or The Pixies. I'm having a same situation. Oh, you're killing me. I, who, I, I'm really embarrassed. I don't know these answers. Who do you want to say? 
Okay, so I want to say, I want to say, um, uh, give me the choices one more time. Uh, so the one, the young lady's name is Linda Perry of the band The Go Go's, Four Non Blondes, mm. or The Pixies. I want to say it's The Pixies. In fact, I'm going to say The Pixies. No, Four Non Blondes. <laughs> oh, all right, um, I wouldn't have gotten that. I'm yeah. okay with that. All right. <laughs> all right, now we're just playing for pride. Um, okay, okay. Uh, Bangles, Manic Monday. Yes. You know that song, <laughs> Manic Monday? Yeah. yeah. Right. Do you know who wrote it? Uh, You're going to oh, 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 I Prince. bet you know. Prince, right. Exactly. I, I wish I could give you extra Woo! credit. But I can't. <laughs> Legal. Uh, UB40's Red Red Wine. Mm-hmm. That's the first time uh, I didn't say Red Red Wine when I said it. Neil Sadaka, Johnny Cash, or Neil Diamond? Neil Diamond. Right.
So Till the Stars Come Down is easily, by far and away, my favorite song that I have ever written. However, I am embarrassed to say that, or not not quite embarrassed, not quite ashamed, but I just don't, I'm hesitant to say that. Um, because I think I'm very affected by, like a lot of musicians, I'm very affected by the other musicians who have already made it in the world and what they their gravity does to us. Uh, I feel like it would be weird. You just don't hear many bands. You don't hear John Mayer talking about your bodies in Wonderland being his favorite song, you know? (laughs) Um, In fact, it's usually the other way around. Usually Maroon 5 is saying that uh, she will be loved is not their favorite song. They just had to put it out or something like that. Yeah. Um, Or even if it was, they're so sick of it that, you know, hmm. yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 And so maybe, maybe this interview will stand as a litmus test for me not oh, being yeah. experienced enough as a musician. Yeah. But I love, I am head over heels for, for Till the Stars Come Down. Um, it came about, it was just so simple. I really believe uh, the blessing of writing songs sometimes is that, you know, you're just in the room for it. Um Maybe, you know, I was the one, there was no one else in the room when Till the Stars wrote, came down was written. I wrote everything about it, but I I don't like every other song I've written and how I would guess every other songwriter would guess, would say that their songs have been written. Um, I was just in the room. I can't really be held responsible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds negative to say or, or irresponsible to say, but it's kind of true. It's like, for the lyrics, sure, I was more responsible for that than the melody. But these things just come to you, you know, and you really all it is action wise on your part in terms of songwriting is really just a opening and closing of the gate. It's just a yeah, we'll let that idea through. We like it enough. Um, and so I was just grateful to be in the room. But moving past that, um, I uh, I say that, I guess, to say that's why I love till the stars came down so much is because, you know, I would listen to my music and I do, I do listen to my music. Um, I cannot stand it when people say they don't, because why would you ever put out a song that you don't want to hear, you know? Um, And I want to hear till the stars come down. I know that makes me sound prideful or whatever, but it's the truth. (laughs) Um, And especially to play, you don't want to play a song that you don't like. That's not fun. Yeah. I agree. No, I agree wholeheartedly. What's uh that's your favorite song you've ever written? What's what's the worst song you've ever written? Oh, great question. Okay. Uh, obviously it's probably not going to be one you recorded unless it was a mistake <laughs> or something. Okay, all right. You know what? Hold on. I will actually Okay. So Oh, okay. I'm not going right. I'm not going to go crazy on you. Yeah, but there is a song Okay. There is a song I've been trying to, this is, I have a good reason for why it's my worst song. I've been trying to write this song for maybe 10 years now, Mm -hmm. and I just can't do it. I just cannot do it. Uh, But it has a cool feel to it. It's like a, and there's a chorus part that I like a lot, so I won't play that. I won't give that away, but um, that right now is my worst song because for the life of me, I cannot write it. Uh, but I heard that sailing took, uh, Christopher Cross, like 
two years to write the verse or something like that. So oh, yeah. It gives me hope. Yeah. That sounded good. That was the best song. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. If that's what causes it to get written, I'm okay with that. That had a good, um, the song you just played, it has almost like an instant yeah. earworm uh, feel to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that God has blessed me with the ability to create those earworms pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a blessing. I don't take that for granted. Uh, I think I do melodies well, but uh, God is very good at at balancing the scales. And, mm. and so there's a lot of weakness that comes along and, and a lot of self-consciousness that comes along with those earworms. But I really appreciate that compliment. Thank you. Oh, sure. Yeah, no problem. I'll be interested if I can if I can um, hum it to myself tomorrow, I'll let you know. That'll, yeah. That'll test <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, uh, this, the date of this interview is going to have to like go down in the copyright. But. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is your proof. I mean, it's being recorded right now. So yeah, yeah that's true. All right. I got a four random questions here. One of them is not so random. Uh, what instrument yeah. do you wish you played that you don't snap drums. your fingers? Drums. Okay. Where'd you go on your last vacation? To, uh, uh what mountain was it? Pilot Mountain. We oh, went yeah. to Pilot Mountain, uh, and that was awesome. We uh, we started a tradition where we are going to be staying in a cabin every Christmas. So oh, this was nice. our first year there. What's a DVD that you own that you bought, not someone gave you? Wow, really great question. Um, a DVD. Okay, uh, a DVD that I own that no one gave me. Um, well, I don't own any DVDs anymore, just because I gave my like most people probably gave my, my flip through book of sleeves away. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Oh, okay. You too. Uh, uh, vertigo DV live. Vertigo oh, DVD. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yes. That was my last concert was you too in, uh, Vancouver. Wow. What, uh, it was the, um, nice. It was the, um, Joshua tree. Like 20, uh, 20 anniversary. It's more than 20, 30 anniversary, 30 sure. year anniversary, something That's like that. Awesome. Some anniversary, but they did the whole Joshua tree album. Ugh. Where do you buy your clothes? <laughs> uh, I am ashamed to say H and M for the most part. <laughs> Why are you ashamed of H and M? What's wrong with H and M? That was the, yeah, that was the right next question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm shopping. I feel like I'm a 40 year old or 60 year old putting on skinny jeans, you know, like an old guy putting on kids clothes.
Who You're Running From um, is is the biggest song I probably would never say what it's about because it has a lot of openness of what it could be about for a lot of people. And I liked that. Uh, for a long time, I liked the song a lot, but I didn't know if it was going to be applicable enough for people, if they were going to understand it or if they would. Um, I, knew, I, I think the melody is is catchy enough that people would like it easily enough off the bat. Um, but I didn't know if the melody, uh, or not the melody, I'm sorry. I didn't know if the lyrics were going to be, uh, meaningful enough and understandable enough to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really afraid, but that is a song that means a lot to me. And of all the songs on the album, uh, that's actually the one that I'm the happiest it came out with that, 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 uh, have how it came out. Um, I think Brooks just did an amazing job, uh, I was walking my dog when he sent me the final draft of that song and I listened to it on my headphones. And uh, <laughs> if I'm with, I don't want to exaggerate. I'm pretty sure I was like yelling out loud <laughs> in the neighborhood as I was listening to oh, yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I'm just really, really happy with how it came out. Uh, Brooks came up with the guitar line, the, 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 the solo guitar, instrumental guitar line rather. Um, and I love what he did on that. He also pushed me to add the background uh, vocals on the very last chorus. And oh, he he was very much responsible for seeing the potential of that song and uh, and exposing it. So oh. I'm really grateful sonically for that song a lot. Where do you want, uh, like, where, where's your preferred place for people to find your music? Like your website or go to Bandcamp or, or what do you want them to do? Spotify seems to give the most credit to artists right now mm-hmm. um, in terms of statistics and all that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. analytics. Um, so I would say Spotify, but gosh, to be honest with you, I would just feel like a tool bag if someone listened to my music and I told them, well, actually go to Spotify instead. I mean, oh, yeah. if you have listened to a song of mine and you enjoyed it, Dude, I will uh, put me to the test on this. I'll give it to you for free. I'll give it to anyone. I, oh, I've just you gave it I've to just, me for free. Yeah, that's true. There you go. There you go. So, but yeah, yeah, um, they I'm can just think wherever. I'll, yeah, I'll have um, links to every. You know, I have like your Spotify link and bank okay. or whatever links you have. So just somebody listening to this, they'll know. You know, if you prefer Spotify, they can go to the description now and just click on Spotify. So do that. Go right now. Oh, click on Spotify cool. yeah. after you listen to this episode. Click on Spotify. Yeah. 
Listen to this episode on Spotify. I'm just going to do my own commercial right here in the middle of our <laughs> podcast awesome. episode. Tell me about your uh, first live show you ever played. Wow. Well, you know, what's tough about that is I've been leading worship in churches for so long that that's kind of like a live show mm-hmm. in many regards. Um, my first. So, OK. Although Mine too, I could. Oh, very cool. Well, okay. not not leading worship, but I, I started off uh, probably my first live experience was uh, playing bass guitar at a church. Oh, awesome. And yeah. bass guitar. What a great position to have really interesting perspective on the band. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I, I'll be honest in saying, because I don't want to lie. I, I don't know when my first show actually was. No, I take it back. Ron, I take it back. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I remember this. Okay. It was here in North Carolina. It was in Greensboro here um, at a venue called Green Street. Um, and... It was horrible, uh, <laughs> as I mean, as to be expected. But uh, we were supposed to be playing at uh, oh something Aces Basement. Golly, anyone from there's no one from North Carolina or Greensboro is gonna be listening to this. But if they do, wait, and you've lived here for a while, why wouldn't they? I mean, I assume that you're gonna tell people to listen. Hold on, let's go over the contract. Wait a minute, we got a bigger, bigger. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but it just came out yesterday that um, this podcast is number seven in um, uh, the Solomon Islands. So uh, it's a pretty big deal. So uh, that's a true story. Hey! Number seven out of all, that's not even, that's out of all podcasts in Solomon Islands. So be ready. Yeah. Listen. When uh, when we get there, I just want to make sure that you don't forget the little people. Oh, okay. I won't. I won't. <laughs> when it when it all goes to your head. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'll be living in the Solomon Islands because that's where <laughs> I'm popular. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, you're doing well for yourself. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I think about six months ago, I got a notice that I was uh, number seven in Croatia, which wow. is wow. Uh, yes, yeah, I looked. I was like looking up the population. I was like, oh, that's. Several million people. Okay, that's not bad at all. Yeah. All you got to do is just market to their soccer team and yeah. you're in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I apologize. I don't. Oh, oh, oh we were talking about. You were talking about show. the war show. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, what, you know what? Am I answering the wrong question? Did you say the first show or the worst show? I said the first show, but let's hear the worst oh, show okay. too. In fact, I'm going to. For future reference, I'm going to write first show, worst show. Yeah, that, <laughs> that worst that'd be show. like a little segment. First show, worst show. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I'll be honest. I don't know what my worst show is. Nothing stands out. But that's just that. I mean, I, I'll tell you a story of, of a very horrible show that sticks out in my mind. Um, and this might be my worst show. Uh, so a long time ago when I lived in Nashville... This was after I had really started doing music and played shows. I'd played plenty of shows at this point, but I was playing a cover show and I had not really started playing cover shows much. Um, It was about five years ago in Nashville and um, I played at a barbecue place on East Nashville and in in East Nashville. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was just, oh, Ron, it was horrible. Uh, It was, it was so bad that, I still am embarrassed looking back uh, at that show. I mean, just so many songs 
started and stopped. Uh, so many songs ended halfway, middle, middle of the song, midway through. Uh, just a horrible rend. You know when you hear a song that you love and you don't want to hear someone do it because you know how bad they're going to butcher it. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> that was absolutely me. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really, it, it really provided for any, any bits, any second where I'm doing something in music that's not embarrassing nowadays. It provided for a lot of really good perspective and a good mindset to appreciate those times now. Did you get like a feel or input from the audience at that show? What they thought of it? No one responded at all. I mean, I, so I am, I, I have a big gauge, like a really sensitive gauge for, uh, for what's the word? Uh, um, I just lost it. Uh, for like, like feel bad applause. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sympathy. Sympathy applause. applause, Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a really, really, really sensitive gauge for that. And so a lot of they're making this face or clapping. They're going, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. He tried. When you know, he tried. Right, he did his best. He tried. You're doing. You exactly go, honey. Right. You keep going. <laughs> He's got a really great person. You'll though. get it. Really great person. Yeah, keep- <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah. I just remember that. I remember a lot of people um, clapping. You know, hesitantly, like, "Yeah, good job. Thank you for trying." Um, but I think ultimately. Man, I think this, I don't, uh, the, it's tough to say that those types of things, I mean, they do change when you, when you dig a little bit deeper into becoming uh, a career musician, but really I think what changes ultimately is you gain confidence, not that you ask this, but you gain confidence about your own music and your own performance and your bar of, or your gauge of what's worthy to be played in front of someone, um, I think becomes solidified. And that for me is what I notice now, because I say, I asked myself those same questions these Mm -hmm. days that you're asking me now, Uh, what is different? How do you know that you're different than back in those days? And what's really, what's really interesting and ironic is that sure. The crowds have changed some, but for the most part, it's been me that's changed the most, Mm -hmm. not so much the crowds, the crowds response. Um, So well, yeah. that leads to uh, what's your best show? <clears throat> my best show. Yeah. Or one of them. And so one of my best shows. <sighs> okay. Okay. So one of my best shows was actually, um, and I'm just going to put this in the box of a show I'm just grateful of, and I'm just going to brag on it. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can do this. Um, was actually this past weekend, and it's not such low-hanging fruit, there's a, it's, it's, it's a really meaningful thing to pick for me, a really meaningful show because it was one of the very first shows where people have ever danced um, to songs I was playing uh, in a f- upbeat fashion. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's not hard to do or uh, whatever, but I'll just say it's, it's not the most unheard of thing to someone to dance for a couple to dance to uh, thinking out loud from Ed Sheeran, you mm-hmm. know, um, that's gonna happen. And that's awesome when it does, but it's going to happen. It's a totally different thing for people to start dancing. Um, I don't know, to, uh, jump and jive or something Mm -hmm. like that, you know, uh, uh, Bob Seger's good time in rock and roll. Um, so it's more more of a leap for that person dancing to, to fast dance. I mean, 
Uh, there, people yep. tend to be more inhibited about that sort of thing. Yeah, you're exactly right. You called it that, and and I I didn't even think that I had really paid attention to that idea, and that's completely right. Um, so especially as someone who is, I'm very shy. I'm an introvert. Uh, I hate the idea of dance. Like when I proposed to my wife, it was, I barely got down on one knee and it was at a concert with a bunch of people, thousands of people there. So uh-huh. I hate attention, uh, if it's not intentional. Um, and yeah, so knowing that being that kind of person, I was just so grateful, um, and just so taken aback in a positive way that there were people dancing to me playing music. I mean, that's that's a really big honor and a big compliment. So that was a really great show for me. Okay, I want to thank Koya for being on the podcast. Just uh, as you can tell, just a really great guy, super positive. Uh, his music is really great. He has great attitude and just really fun to talk to. And I've um, seen some clips of him playing live. If you get a chance to see him live, that's a really fun experience too. Don't forget to go and visit his website. That's koyamusic.com, C-O-I-A music.com. Also would like to thank Koya for having a name I have to spell because everyone knows that's the most popular part of the podcast is when I spell things. Don't forget one more time to subscribe to the podcast. If you had subscribed to it before when I told you, then we wouldn't even be having this discussion. So just look up WNC Original Music wherever you get your podcast or just Google WNC Original Music. Or just go to wncoriginalmusic.com and there's places there to listen or subscribe. And subscribe. Don't do just one. The closing song this week is from Snacks at Midnight. They are an indie funk rock band from Spokane, Washington, my hometown. They were just voted second best band in Spokane, Washington. And you can find their album, Mom's Proud, at their website, snacksatmidnightofficial.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good week.
find it kind of funny I find it trivial We say hello, how are you? Where have you been? Oh, I don't care Everything is dumb, so you might as well do the dumb thing you enjoy.